0: Does God ever change? That's the question we're discussing today on The Hero of the Story presented by The Gospel Project. (music) Thanks for joining us for today's episode of The Hero of the Story, a podcast to help you focus on the gospel in every area of your life and ministry. I'm Brian Demosik, managing editor of The Gospel Project. And with me is Aaron Armstrong, our brand manager. Does God change? Is he unchanging?
1: That's what we're talking about today, Aaron. Mm, mm, this will be a this will be a nice easy one for us. Bit of a layup. Yeah. Well, you would think. It's true. Well, I mean, we got a
0: verse. We, we do have a few verses. At least a few.
1: At least a few. But there are some so. questions with this. So there are
0: some questions. That's let, true. Let's just dive into it because I, th- right. I think we're going to find a little bit of a uh, uh, head scratching conversation. Is needed for this one. Mm -hmm. So let's just dive ahead. Go
1: ahead and and start us by reading the essential doctrine as as we provide it. Sure. So here is how we we define uh, God as unchanging. God's being and attributes along with the ethical commitments he has given cannot change. This means among other things that God is committed to being God and that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God's unchanging nature is good news for Christians for it guarantees that God does not change his mind or go back on his promises. Christians can find assurance and peace of peace of mind knowing that God that the God who brought them out of darkness into his marvelous light is the God who will carry them through into eternity. That's a good, that's that's good. Yeah. That's good. I felt I felt ways about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if we wanted to boil that down,
0: we, we could say that this doctrine simply is about, in his nature and in his revealed will, God does not change. Correct. 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 Now, again, at first blush, this might seem like a gimme. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's move on. But as we're going to see in a minute, this has, especially as we read scripture and try to understand scripture, there are times that we're going to, there's some things are going to seem to push back against this. Sometimes, sometimes. So we're going to have to kind of unpack them in a minute. So right. first, let's look at, at some places where we see this doctrine in Scripture. Start sure. us off. Where, where, where do we see it?
1: Sure. Well, um, one of those is Malachi three 6, um where where it says, and this is this is the Lord speaking Himself. Because I, the Lord, have not changed; you, descendants of Jacob, have not been destroyed. Um, that's that's just one of them, and yeah. I mean that's pretty clear. I have not changed. <laughs> well, Hebrews thirteen eight would even be clearer mm-hmm. it says jesus christ is the same yesterday today and forever mm-hmm. james one seventeen as well is another one that says every good and perfect gift is from above coming down from the father of lights who does not change like shifting shadows there you go um and those are just a few of them you can also you can also look at um in first samuel when um when we're told ex- explicitly god god's not a man who changes his mind um, we see that in we see that in numbers as well. We see it in um, we see it in the through all throughout the prophets so and the then, New Testament. So too. then,
0: how do we explain when we come across passages that seem to indicate he changes his mind? For example, bringing destruction on a city when he relents. Yes, he relents. Yes. Wait, mm-hmm. So how do we, so that's the thing. We're we're good with this this doctrine. Mm-hmm. It makes sense to us. Yes, and it's important because if God could change or if he did change. Then everything is in peril. Yes, because God could change tomorrow His requirements of salvation.
1: Yeah, well, and I mean something that we need to we need to recognize with this, and this is this is is a caution that's related to what we are we've just been talking about. If God changes His minds, that changes His mind. That's a really bad thing um, because it means one of two things. One. Or, well, actually, more than two things, but it means... Two major things that I can think of. Right. Um, It means that there's no such thing as a sure way of salvation. Mm -hmm. Um, So it means, can anyone be saved? Honestly, we don't know. Um, It means that... Because it means that the gospel um, may not actually have any effect whatsoever. Yeah. Um, Then... um, And so there's there's that side of things. The other side is is that um, if you're saying that God... Can God changes His minds? It means mean mind that it means that He's not um, actually all knowing or all powerful or all powerful and or, or all good. Yeah, yeah. Um, exactly. It means he, that He's he, responsive now, right? Yeah, um, He's limited um, in the same ways that we are in the, and and Therefore, would be not God at all. Exactly. So, and, and when we think of His
0: attributes, mm-hmm. you know, He He's not going to stop loving, being love, and and so forth nor can he love any more or any any less than he does. so the the unchanging nature of God is yeah. really important and if we just kind of if we stay here thinking about it talking mm-hmm. about it, I, I think we're good with it but then when right. we open up scripture and we see these passages I, we have to okay well what right. do we do with
1: this? what do we right. do with those times right and and I mean the thing is the first thing that we do is is we always say be honest about them. Don't try to explain them away. Okay? but recognize what's going on. And so one of the, so one of the things that we do need to recognize in these is that often when we see, when we see appearances of God say relenting or, um, you know, these, these kind of things that they're, they're coming from a human perspective. Yes. Um, And so God condescends. He, he, um, he allows us to see something he, all of the interactions that he has with humanity in Scripture, all of which are inspired by him, superintended by his spirit, all the, all the necessary caveats that we need to put in place when we say anything like this. Um, they're, they're coming from the perspective of human authors, yeah, trying Things to explain it to human readers. Exactly. Exactly. So, so it, God is working all through that, but it's it's more the human side of, yeah, of the I, conversation. I, I think the perfect example
0: of this is in in Exodus where God tells Moses, stand back. I'm about to wipe this people out. I'm going to start new with you. Mm-hmm. And Moses steps forward and says, no, 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 you can't do that. First of all, you've made promises. But second of all, how would that make you look? My, my paraphrase, of course. Yeah. I don't believe god's intention was ever to wipe out the people i think he was giving moses an opportunity
1: mm-hmm. to
0: step forward and demonstrate that faith and that belief and that understanding he, he that it was for moses yeah but from moses's perspective it's like oh no that's what it seems like <laughs> yeah when, we met god says okay i won't yeah well god relented i he no not really so mm-hmm. I, I think that's a good example of where we're uh, it's a human writer writing from a human perspective mm-hmm. to a human reader. Right. So uh, the anthropomorphic language right. is a big fancy doctrinal word that yes. we have to keep in mind with a lot of these relenting. Right. But another part is simply there are times this, I think, goes in with the tension of God's sovereignty and man's responsibility that we've talked about before and I'm sure we'll talk about in the future again yeah. because it's all throughout Scripture. And so there are times where, you know, as Scripture says, man, you don't have because you don't ask. And that's a sovereign God telling us that. Yeah. So there may be times when we come across these passages where it seems like God changes his mind or relents, and there's that tension there undergirding it in some way, shape, mm-hmm. or form.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And um and along with this, um, one of those things that we we off, we think about anthropomorphizing um and, and all of this as well, that um when we see when we see the scriptures describe God as expressing certain feelings. So yeah. grieving over making humanity because of the sin yeah, that's a good one that fills the, the earth. He had a he had a purpose in mind even then. God can still express sorrow over the state of humanity while not not being in the in the same kind of state
0: that we are. Yeah, his yeah, God is an emotional being but his emotions are not one to one direct ratio to ours. Mm-hmm. We exactly. Have to be, we have to be careful about taking what we understand sorrow, what we feel in sorrow, and placing it upon God. Right. He, yes, he is an emotional being, but mm-hmm. it is not necessarily a one-to-one. So what, what are some other right. things we have to be careful of when we, we come to this doctrine?
1: Well, one thing that, that is is another thing we need to be careful of is, is that um, we shouldn't, in viewing this, l- jump to the conclusion that that god was wrong in one of the things that he did that he was yeah. that um he was that in his uh, progressive revelation of his plans to humanity that he looked like he was changing his mind or that that he was like oh this just wasn't working so let's go to plan b um so the sacrificial system in the old testament is a, is a great example of that yeah we um, it's not just that we don't sacrifice any we cannot we should not sacrifice right. animals any longer
0: right and so some, some might say wait but if god's unchanging how how come he required sacrifices and now he doesn't right but that's not understanding his doctrine correctly
1: right. and i mean that's the whole book of hebrews the, yeah. the book of hebrews the whole point is why jesus is better and the completion of all of the sacrificial system yeah. Because he is the true and greater sacrifice, and he is the once-for-all sacrifice. Exactly. He,
0: even during a sacrificial system period, God was acting faithfully according to his character and will. Mm-hmm. Now in Christ, he is still acting faithfully according to his character and will. And those two are not in disagreement. Right. It's just this progressive movement. And so God being unchanging does not mean he has to respond or act the exact same way every single time. Right. 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 It it means, just, he has to act within his yeah. character. Yes. Or revealed will. Right. But he is not forced into a robotic interaction with humanity. Yes. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. And that and that's an important thing because just like how um, just like how his progressive revelation shows that he's consistent in that way, we also need to be careful that we don't make the assumption that um, that god is being inconsistent or he's changing his mind if one person is blessed in one way and exactly. someone is in a different way or, or, or disciplined right or disciplined or um or or healed uh, yeah, a gr- yeah, that's exactly. an important example yeah. so um people pray for healing and they should pray for healing um and god and i do believe god faithfully provides healing but here's the thing sometimes yeah. God may choose to miraculously heal through extraordinary supernatural means. He can He can make the cancerous tumor that is growing in someone's brain disappear. Exactly. He can do that. He can also make that same cancerous tumor disappear through surgery and med- and, yep. and medical intervention. He can also provide healing in the way that we like the least which is by bringing calling that person who is who who loves him home. Yeah, and and
0: God is not being he is he is still unchanging in his character and revealed will in each of those. And that's mm-hmm. where we just have to be careful. We we know, again, we're yeah. fathers of multiple children. We know that uh, my kids often will throw the fairness card at me. They define fairness incorrectly at times. They, yes. they think fairness is treating everybody the exact same way. Mm-hmm. That's not fairness. Um, it's understanding people are, are designed differently. And, and so, for example, my oldest son, I need to discipline him a different way than I would my middle daughter. Yes. And, and that's not being unfair. Or it's not being inconsistent as a father. It's being f- consistent in loving them mm-hmm. and nurturing them. The best way they need. Same thing with God. God may choose to bless you in a way, not me, because He knows it's for your good and you can handle it and Mm -hmm. you will glorify Him through it, and maybe I wouldn't. Right. So He's not being inconsistent in there. He's, he's, it's, we can't look at him and say, oh, right. a, but you're, you're supposed to be unchanging. You're changing in how you interact. Right. No, that's, that's misunderstanding this doctrine. Right.
1: On the flip side there, cause you said, um, cause you know, you can handle it. The other side is, is because he knows I couldn't handle it. Yeah. So for, so for example, he may choose to give one individual a very large platform um, and publishing deals. And, you know, um, if they're pastors, you know, Potentially a very large, influential congregation. These kinds of things. These things that that we externally that we look at as external measures of success very often, yeah. um, and wrongly look at as external measures of success. And um, and then he, but he may he may say no. It's like no, you're you're not going to sell tens of thousands of books. You're not going to preach to thousands. You're going to preach to tens. Exactly and in, that, and, in and, those tens you're going to have a faithful ministry right. and and it may be that the reason is not because it, the reason may not be because is not because you're less faithful or you're less um less anything like that mm-hmm. it's that's too much yeah that's not what he wants for um for me or for you and i tell you he what he wants
0: that for that person there's and there's something beautiful about that that pastor ministering to 10 faithfully over the decades mm-hmm. that sometimes can be more beautiful than that pastor speaking up before 10,000 for right. 45 minutes and then leaving. Right. Um, not not to d- b- no, diminish. No, no, no. no, I mean, but I think we need to think carefully about this and, and not think a quantity of an audience success makes. Right. Or this, blessing makes. Right. I think we need to understand, no, how has God positioned us individually to serve him well? Mm-hmm. Let's. Or into it, and whether that be ten or ten thousand, yeah, right. All right, so yeah, what, what difference should this doctrine make? Those are good warnings. Yes. What different? What's what's one way this should make a difference?
1: Well, I mean, ultimately, this doctrine should give us great confidence in, in the gospel yeah. itself, because what God has declared will come to pass is actually going to come to pass. Yep. What God says is going to happen is going to happen, and we can rest sure
0: in our salvation because we know he's not going to change the requirements of trust in him you know salvation uh, through by grace through faith is not going to change mm-hmm. so we can have confidence yeah absolutely yeah I, I think another way this this really helps us uh with confidence in knowing god that god's not going to change on us so mm-hmm. it's, it's not like you know, not gonna we're not gonna wake up one day having God having changed and be like, Oh, I thought I knew you, now I don't know you at all.
1: Right. <laughs> That's right. not gonna happen. Right. It's not like um in the really awful um you know basically an awful romance story where someone goes to A Hallmark to their, channel movie. Yeah, and goes to their spouse and says, I don't even know who exactly. you are anymore. <laughs> <laughs> was that some good fake crime? That, right that, that was wonderful. Yeah. All right, thank uh, you. That moved thank me. you. You, yeah, made you sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's not
0: going to happen. And, and so, this doctrine of God being unchanging—yeah, you know, it really is. It's it's maybe not one of the more glamorous doctrines, but it's really important. It, it is really important. Yeah,
1: and and, and it is really a source of confidence and joy. Yeah, when we really sit in it. Yeah. so And the and the good news there too is is that um because God doesn't change, one of the things that we need to recognize too is is that. God's unchanging nature does not mean that we can exhaust our ability to know him oh, more. Yep, yep. God is infinite. God is yep. so much bigger than us. Good word. And we can never plumb the depths. That's a good word. Of what's there. So, so let's, pl-
0: let's say we just plumb the depths of this topic, though, and end this podcast there because that's a good word to end on. So thank you for listening to today's episode of the podcast. If you have enjoyed this episode, please do leave a sincere five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you use to listen to the show. And for more resources to help you focus your ministry on the gospel, please visit gospelproject.com.